0: Welcome to the Chasing Goodness Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Kinzer. Great to be with you as always. On this episode, I mean, we've had him on a few times before and every time it's just spectacular. My great friend over at Celtic Way out of Colorado, Father Scott Jenkins. And sometimes when we talk about our spiritual life, especially those of us who maybe are no longer in spaces where whatever you want to call them, spiritual disciplines are obvious. You don't have church to go to, you don't have small groups to, you know, you don't do the thing that you used to do. Sometimes leaves us wondering well how is it that we experience our spirituality in real time well Scott has been exploring some of these spaces recently so I wanted to take this, this idea that he just recently started to share with his little community out in Colorado. Uh, some very, very extremely practical ways that on a daily basis you could engage in, in some spirituality and maybe kind of a new and fresh way that you've never tried before. So please enjoy this conversation with the wonderful, the wise, the spectacular Father Scott Jenkins. Great to be with my good friend, artistic director of Celtic Way and founder of Celtic Way, Scott Jenkins. And today we're going to, we're going to get a little bit, I would say this is maybe more practical than we usually get. And maybe at least on the surface level, seems kind of simple. But you were telling me that some of these concepts we're going to talk about today are generating a lot of. Discussion, which means they're sometimes the best ideas and the most important things spiritually are the simplest things. Sometimes we get way too complicated. Oh, so that's me.
1: Yeah. Send
0: us down the road, Scott. What are we going to be talking about? Okay. Today?
1: I think the first place I want to begin, uh, we have this class on Thursday nights called Living the Celtic Way. And it's completely focused upon how do we live out this Celtic Christianity? what are the direct influences of the Celtic spirit upon our Christian journey in the 21st century, you know? So, it's been good. There's about 10 of us or 11 of us in this class, and all the way from the East Coast to the West Coast, and some people from the mountains, and it's just been rich. Um, we have a Pentecostal bishop is one of our students, and we have some Roman Catholics and um, some evangelicals such a mix and people have been so open-hearted and such as so little judgment or conflict and people are just doing some good deep listening. So we we have spent some time about, and I mean quite a bit of time about nature and nature's presentation of the presence of God, right? And for some people, depending on where you are, on what I call the the church spectrum, that can be very difficult to embrace. And for other people, it's just readily, it's like, oh, yeah, totally get that, you know. So we give it some time to sit on the stove on low heat and just kind of warm. And we go back and forth. And when you share personal experiences about God, about encountering God, whether it's in the scripture, which of course we spent time doing that as well, but especially in nature and how we we then, so interesting to see some of our classmates go the extra mile by tying their experiences into scriptures to help people who are so scriptural based that they can get beyond that or through that to really get into their lived experience with God in the present, right? Which is so freeing and so liberating, so meaningful. And I just sit back sometimes, some of these nights of the classes, and I just watch the Spirit move back and forth, up and down, and went between people. I It's just one of the great delights of my life. And so i had this idea and it's not i'm not i'm sure i'm not the only one who's ever thought of this or done this but i i was out walking my path the other day and it's been raining here in colorado a lot like i think we are in the second most rainfall for the month of may and it's what the 19th and we've already we're already that high and I'm not complaining. I don't think anybody here is complaining. We need water badly. So we've been getting that. And 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 a break in the clouds one day, I went for a walk. And, Matt, Colorado is beautiful, as you know it is. But when the grass is green and thick, and the buds of the trees and the bushes are popping with colors, and the robins and the finches and the blue jays and ev- everybody's back singing their, their song in the morning, you know, and stuff. And the squirrels are, oh, it's just, it's a magnificent place. And I walked by this cherry tree and then the blossoms are just incredible. And I just had to stop and take a picture. I just, and then I started taking pictures on my phone you know just going around and popping pictures had 12 pictures and then i came in and i i emailed uh the pictures to myself individually and uh you know threw it up on a a piece of paper and wrote a uh, reflection right online and so i wrote this reflection and then i just sat with it i like printed it off and sat with it and i thought God, this is a neat exercise, and it is so very simple, you know. So at the end of one of the classes, I was telling them about this. And they're like, hey, tell us the steps about how to do this, you know, And thank God I have Chris, you know, she can just pop, 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 put it up on the screen. This is how you do it. And so the assignment was for everyone to take a picture, write a reflection, and let's go over it Let's see what, I, what we experience about God. And when that class ended, I, you know, turned off the computer, and I looked at Chris, and I'm like, I wonder how this is going to (laughs) go. Chris is like, I was wondering that when you were talking about it, you know. But she said, I saw it was so meaningful for you. Well, every day after that, I would go for a walk when I could get out from under the rain, and take a picture and do the same thing. I decided to then put it in a folder and number the days like this is May 16th, 17th, this picture reflection, picture reflection. I thought this is going to be cool if I can do this for a year. I can go back and look at seasonal themes, my experiences around seasonal themes, my incorporation of what where this strikes me at the crossroads of my own life I I you know and I was just feeling so unapologetic. I was like, no hell yeah, this is a great idea when you do it. it's kind of like prayer you know it's a good thing when you do it <laughs> you can't just think about it and so then last night people get online and they've been emailing me uh all their pictures and reflections and stuff and I just had it was so good to sit down and read them as they came in day by day over the week. And Chris lined them all up, you know, got them all lined. So I could just click and do one here's, And then whoever, whoever wrote the reflection and took the picture, they would talk about it. Matt, I'm telling you, I mean, I love the small group monthly meeting that we have and get to see people and share stories. This was every bit of that and more. I mean, it just was. People were, people are putting this whole healthy thing into play into their life, and I just sat back and I was amazed. I was like, "This is some. This really is working." This is, <laughs> and God's probably looking at me like, "Yeah, how about that, Scott, <laughs> You know. <laughs>
0: i think maybe i wonder if the reason that it was so kind of profound is because if you it's like anything it's it's your intentions right so if we just go about our life not considering anything other than wherever it is we're going that's all that's going to matter to us getting to work into the grocery store whatever we're doing but if we have an assignment from father scott (laughs) then (laughs) then we're thinking about it throughout the day we're thinking about what is that picture going to be what am i going to observe today and so it's almost as if you walk through life that day with the intention of waiting for the image that you want to capture because it does something in your mind and in your spirit and i think with anything any sort of um you know, anything spiritual that we do, any sort of uh, exercise that we do, it takes, just like you said, prayer, it all takes intentionality. And if we just live life without being intentional, it'll, (laughs) nothing is going to happen, right? We're just going to, You know, trudge through life, but I think this simple little act and everybody has a phone on them. And so why not use that for something meaningful? And then I love the other part of it too. You know, the beautiful thing about technology is then we can share things with one another. And, uh, and I think it's exciting to see what God may be showing you, but it's equally exciting to see what God may be showing others. And then it may be really interesting to see if there's any overlap in that as well, especially if you're people doing community together. So I love that. I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to steal that idea from you.
1: Good, It's worth, I, I, I don't know where I, I, I don't remember where I got it from. I had to get it from someplace, I'm sure. No,
0: we're just going to say it's your original idea. (laughs) Scott came up with the idea. Nobody (laughs) else has ever done it before. Trademark it, Scott
1: Jenkins. (laughs) (laughs) uh, Exactly what you said is after we looked at the pictures and we were closing, I said, I want you to get in touch with... The threshold you crossed, when you crossed the threshold from your door to that step outside, what was going on inside of you? Oh, before I could even breathe, our Pentecostal bishop, his name is Burnham. Hall, and and he lives in Connecticut, and just the most wonderful guy. And he was so excited to answer that question. He said, I stepped out the door, and I was desiring. I wanted to see God in nature. You know, he's just exploding. I was really watching, you know, and he was looking around and looking, and, and he was walking down the trail and go, oh, wait, 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 I wasn't thinking about God. Three steps. I better go back. <laughs> it was just hilarious, you know, and he comes across. This one purple flower among all these bushes. And this was the first purple flower that blossomed, you know, and it just arrested him. And and I and, and I said, What is it about that, Burnham? And he's like, This flower is courageous and brave. I was like, really? He goes, Yeah, it it went first. It's like Here I am, opening myself up to God, showing you my God-given beauty, and I'm looking around at all the other buds saying, come on and join me. (laughs) I love that. I do too. And I love it. One of these reasons, when we first started the class, talking about how our imagination is a gift from God, which I just... I didn't think twice about, but boy, it put the brakes on a lot of people. I mean, and he was one. He's like, well, I don't know if I'd go that far. Imagination can get you in trouble. I said, well, yeah, so can gunpowder and alcohol, but it doesn't mean they're bad. You know, it's... um... and But we had a, a pretty large segment on what I would call sanctifying or redeeming our imagination because you know there's good catholic traditions that call us for it, to use that in a sacred way and it's important to bring to bear when we're walking through nature i think i, I mean i believe that's true
0: and i love again imagination just left on its own it may take you all sorts of spaces but imagination with some focus I think that's when it can come to life. If you're using your imagination for a specific reason and as, again, intention, once again, uh, I think then the situation like the the bishop can happen where you see something and you allow your imagination to surround what you just saw and you come up with this pretty amazing revelation out of this one little flower. I mean, how well, beautiful it was that?
1: It's incredible. The other story, and it's a heart warmer and I'm not sure I'm going to mention her name but she suffered a very serious back injury a few several years ago. And it will probably lead to her being paralyzed from the waist down and that process is taking place. Um, And she's a beautiful woman. Her faith just comes right through her approach to life and how she handles things, she took a picture of this tree that's growing up through her back, the deck on her house. In fact, they enlarged the circle around the tree every year to accommodate this tree growing up through there. And something happened to the tree. It it received a wound pretty bad, and you can see it plain as day on the tree. But the picture she took was that the one of the wound, with all these beautiful green branch, little bitty branches growing out from the wound. And she took that theme. And she ran it through the lens of her life. And she shared with us her vision of God, who uses wounds to bring forth new life. Oh, boy, that was so authentic, so real, genuine, true. Talk about courage. I just admire her so much and that she had the transparency, and the willingness to share with us that picture and her life story was just so good, man. It's so good. I could go on by about every student that presented. It's just it was so fresh in my soul right now.
0: And I love that story because, again, you're, if you take on this practice, if you take Scott up on this offer to go and experience spirituality in this way, it will be unique to you. And I think that's, that's the part of spirituality and, and our faith that we try to get through a lot on this podcast is that, faith through our lived experiences will be very unique to each of us and then we get the beautiful opportunity should we desire to to share that with those around us creating this very rich experience and i love how you gave out this assignment and then how how personal like it couldn't be more personal than that story you just shared
1: that's really special yeah yeah It's all about opening ourselves up to God, isn't it? Because God's always trying to open himself up to us, or God's self to us. The other very practical thing, honestly, is something I never thought I would do. I mean, just when I heard about it years ago, I just thought, well, this is kind of corny, you know. But we've had several days of rain, and my walks were kind of stymied. And um, I don't know, somebody mentioned to me, Oh, oh, no, it's one of our students, um, and she has a little prayer place in in her room. It's like um, she calls it an altar. It's not very big, but um, and and the thing she does with that altar in her room is just amazing. And she said, number one, I can't come into my room without it calling out to me. <laughs> and she said, so at the end of a long workday, I may be tired, whatever, but I can saunter over to the, my little prayer table and light off. she has a lot of candles on there um, and a chair, you know, and she just sits down and she's still quiet that that's her sacred space. And as the seasons change, mm-hmm. as nature changes out her window, she'll bring stuff that's representative of that season and like a, a blossom flower or, or whatever you know and put it on her altar to remind her you know that the christian movement of time is in is in concert with nature's movement you know and when you see those of us who are follow the liturgical year i have offered people um, a circle of the of the nature cycles next to it is the circle of the church calendar. So we can easily see how the two relate to each other. And and she takes that very seriously and joyfully. Um, and so I just said to Chris, um, I, have, well, I have room upstairs to do that, you know. Um, but honestly, I don't <laughs> have much of an artistic bone in my body, you know. And so Chris is undertaking this and she we have these two chests of drawers and she stacks them up on each other and she covers it with this nice little, maybe you can see it over my shoulder here. Um, She covers it with this like, cloth thing that's a little decorative and she put um, candles all around it. The candles are in these holders. The candle holders are trees like so when you light the candle it looks shines the shadow of the tree and everything it's really lovely and and, um sharing chin painted this picture for me and and it's above that because it's a nature scene and this little girl across this beam i don't know if you know the whole story around the holy spirit symbol in the celtic tradition uh is the wild goose you know, it's it's not the gentle dove that comes down on Jesus uh, at his baptism. It's the wild goose, and if you've ever you've been around geese, you know, and they can be, they can be defensive. I think that times they can be offensive, you know. And but they let their presence be known. Let me tell you. And so I get out the Northumbria Celtic Daily Prayer Book, and two times a day, and that becomes my focus point. And it's just such a nice balance, because when it's raining, or like the winters we had, you know, well, yeah, (laughs) you live in Wisconsin, so you know what the winters are like. I do. There are days I don't want to go out and enjoy God's chapel outside. And it's just become this wonderful place inside for me. I never thought I would appreciate it as much as I do. I can just pull up my chair and easily spend a half an hour an hour there and i'm getting much closer to retirement now than i ever have been so i know that some people who listen to this are working i think five minutes in that chair a day or 10 minutes a day at at the chapel at the altar in my home is just such a good reminder you know some people need to be reminded that god's present in nature. I totally get that. I'm so into that. I have to remember that I can be inside the house too, you know. <laughs> and, uh, and it's a nice place for Chris and I to sit and do one of the prayers together um, from the prayer book. And it's just kind of helped us establish a rhythm and a focus.
0: Yeah. I really love that idea because, you know, a lot of times we'll put things on our walls that are reminders of our faith. And those are nice, but they're more reminders. Whereas this like a prayer altar, a prayer space is actually a bit more of a, mm, I don't want to call it a call to action, but a reminder of, of engaging. So if something's hanging on your wall, you might have a fleeting thought, <laughs> but if you have a space with some chairs on it with some candles, that's telling you, okay, this is a space where I spend some time and I'm like you, you know, you know, get me outside and god seems obvious but when i'm inside all i see is you know things that need to be done or chores or whatever <laughs> you know yeah. um so i do like this idea because it it will slow us down it will you know give us another spiritual act that we can do and and i like that you even mentioned you know sometimes you'll, you you'll be in your house using this little prayer station other times you'll be outside and then then the you know the weather will call us in or out and it just gives us some variety which I think is beautiful as well in our spiritual life
1: yeah I've really I' just these two these two spiritual practices as you said are very practical right a long time ago we really began by saying we really want to experience Celtic Christianity and lived experience and it just so happens these two things really, as simple as they are, have really converged at a time uh together that's proving to be very meaningful, not just to me. I did a presentation downtown Denver about both of these things, and people were just taken by it. At the break, uh, here's all these millennials going outside with their phones, taking pictures. You know, it's like, wow, this is so cool. You know, I was like, Yeah, I'm good. I can tell you that. There's a sort of balance between praying at the altar at home and walking outside. I'm not sure I can put words to that, but it seems to me, for me, they need each other. It's I don't know. I just I don't have language quite around that yet, but I that's what I'm feeling inside. It's good to have both.
0: I can think of that even in the context of, you know, church or worship time together. Uh, you know, I, there's value in coming together to going through a liturgy or going through a worship service. And then there's value of being out in nature. And I think sometimes we forget that our house can be just as sacred of a space as a church or anywhere else. And so it's still, as you said, that balance of, you know, taking that opportunity inside and outside. And I think that balance is so important so that we don't forget that, that we can engage with God wherever we are. It could be at work. I've heard of people creating little spaces like that, even in their workspace, you know, reminders, maybe not as as quite to, to the level of what you've done, but at least little reminders, um, or even people setting alarms on their phone to remind themselves to just take a moment and reflect and pray, you know? So there's so many ways that we can do this. And I think the more practical we can get, the (laughs) better chance that we have of uh continuing to engage in meaningful ways
1: right it's so it's all of it feeds that intentionality Mm -hmm. which i think increases our awareness
0: well i say give it a shot grab your phone and just be intentional as you're out there this week and maybe every single day just take one picture and then journal about whatever it was that stood out to you about that picture and then go a step farther and then also create a spiritual space in your home it can be as you know it can be as simple or as elaborate as you want it but it's just a reminder to just take some time and take some space out of your day Special thanks again to Scott Jenkins. Love that man like crazy. And uh, you can find more about him at CelticWay.org. There's also a great podcast that he and I do together, which is just the Celtic Way podcast. You can find that wherever you find your favorite shows. And, of course, you can find me on Instagram and Facebook. You can also find Scott and Celtic Way on Instagram and Facebook. And you can find me at my website, which is simply mattkanzara.com. Until next time, let's keep chasing goodness together.